Welcome to Your Family Dog, a podcast dedicated to helping families love living with dogs. Welcome back to Your Family Dog. I'm Julie Fudge-Smith, and I'm here with Tina Spring. And today, we're going to talk about joyful dogs. What is it that makes dogs happy? And how can you tell true joy from what we should call perhaps false joy? That people think dogs are happy, but maybe that's not what's really going on. But we're going to spend the first part talking about what it is that dogs do when they're happy. And um, which is going to be really fun because dogs have all kinds of wonderful ways of letting us know that they are really happy. And the reason this came up was today, a friend of mine and I went out for lunch. And when we got back to my house, I let Zuzu out and she went into the front yard and she did her duty to God and country. And then she threw herself down on a dirt spot and just rolled on her back and rolled and started the little noise. And she was just so happy. She's rubbing her shoulders and her back and she's kicking her legs and she's getting grass all over herself. And she just got up and just went, oh, And you could tell that she was joyful. And my friend said, why do dogs do that? And I said, well, I think they might start rolling because they found a wonderful smell that they would really like to share with the world. Sometimes they have an inch, but you know what? I think that sometimes they do it just for the joy of rolling, that it feels good. It stretches muscles and it just feels really good. So what do you think, Tina? What do you think? Why do you think dogs roll? Do you think they do it just for the fun of it? I do. I kind of, I mean, I think some dogs roll because they're itchy, right? Yeah. Like I do think sometimes there's just mechanical stuff. Um, but one of our pot cake, if he had his way, his entire walk around the block would be slithering through the grass, upside down, <laughs> just blissful in the sun. Like that would totally be his groove, putting stuff in all of his feathering we call them his pockets right like filling his pockets with stuff so that he can drop it on the floor for the Roomba so <laughs> that's right because yeah. Roomba needs a job I mean that's why you have exactly. a Roomba right hey yesterday our pug accidentally turned on the the Roomba by himself mm-hmm. at first I thought maybe he was judging me for how dirty the house was <laughs> but I think it was just a mistake but it was pretty funny it was a pretty <laughs> funny thing so so yeah like I think um I think sometimes, sometimes I think people think their dog should be joyful all the time. Mm -hmm. And and I think they're more like us. I think they have like moments of their day that are fantastic, but most of the time they're like, eh, this is as good as yesterday. Now I will say I have known (laughs) the dogs that everything is their favorite thing. And those dogs are kind of magic. Our pug is a little bit that way. Like everything, like whatever we're doing is his favorite thing. Um, Right. And so that body language is pretty easy to read. Um, I think for a lot of dogs, it can be, it can be harder, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so one of my favorites to talk to families about is when the dogs have that windmill tail, like the tail, the roundy, what I call the roundy roundy tail, where Mm -hmm. it looks like you're winding them up. Um, That's like a complete, like I'm just benign and happy tail wag. And I don't know that all dogs can, actually right. articulate their tail that way um but, but yeah i love that one that was one too. of my favorites we had a um a dog we um 
I think I mentioned Rebel in one of our last ones, our Confederate trenching setter. And he had one of those tails and it would just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And I just loved it. We would be out walking and he'd had this happy trot and the tail would be whooshing around like a windmill. So when he had a, he got a, a, a fluid filled cyst on his tail and um, you could empty the fluid, but it would fill right back up. So it finally got to the point where he knew it had to be removed. So uh, we, the vet said, okay, I can do this. It's kind of near the base of the tail, but you know, it's going to be kind of tricky surgery. And I said, I'm sure you can do this, right? Because I knew that if we didn't do it, at some point it was going to be so filled that it was going to explode. And that's a Sunday eve- afternoon at two o'clock. You know, that's never during normal vet hours, right? Yeah. So it's like seven minutes after your vet closes. Right. So we, he went in for the surgery and at one point the vet calls me and Rebel is already under surgery and he goes, oh, I just, I'm just not sure. I really think that the easiest thing to do would be to just remove the tail because this is so close to the skin and it's really tight. And I'm like, you can't do that. I said, yeah, I said, I have complete confidence that you can remove the cyst and make the skin fit and have it work, but you can't remove his tail because he has this great wag and that's part of who he is. And so anyway, I cheered the vet on and indeed he took it off and it required us going back to the vet every day for a week in order to have the dressing properly changed and so on and so forth. So we spent a whole lot of money to preserve the tail, but it was totally worth it because he had this beautiful, big waggy tail. But then when he was older and he got myeloid degeneration, one of the first things to go was the wagging of the tail. So that was, that was kind of heartbreaking for us, but Oh, it's wonderful. I love, love, love that wag. And you're right. I'm not sure that all dogs have, can articulate their tails like that, but the boy, the ones who can enjoy it because it's just such a wonderful sight to see. I think a disservice we've done to humans is to say a wagging tail is always a happy dog, right? Like, right. I get lots of people that, that I'm like, they're like, no, 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 he's happy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like a little sweet woman, like, look at his face. <laughs> like, that's not a happy dog. Um, and I, my experience is lots of dogs, especially if they're feeling overwhelmed, just kind of let their tail do whatever it's going to do. Like they can't hold on to all of the pieces all at once. And so the right. tail is something that they just kind of go, okay, you take care of you back there. Um, and so then they're not really aware of what their tail is doing in that moment. I um, would agree. I, one I of my agree. dogs, like his tail's the best barometer in the whole world, right? Well, and then like pug tail. Like, there is nothing sadder than a droopy pug tail. It's like the saddest <laughs> tail in the whole wide world, right? Like, it's hysterical. Um, one a, a friend of mine who's a vet said when she was brand new out of vet school, the first puppy client she had was this little tiny potato of a pug. And when she gave the pug his first injection, his tail went flaccid and she said, I almost just went home and never came back because like, <laughs> it was so sad that droopy pug tail. Right. So, well, I also think too, sometimes when, when tails are moving, this is not, we're sort of veering up the non-joyful thing, but, um, <laughs> but what I also think sometimes too, when tails are wagging, that it's not necessarily happy because sometimes I tell people, I said, when you, when, when you're anxious or nervous or, you know, leery about things oftentimes people need to move you know think of the number of people who will twiddle their hair or pace or bite their nails 
that the movement of the tail could be the release of that nervous energy. So you need to look at the whole dog and the way in which the tail is moving. And, you know, is it in, in the position of the tail? Is it way down? Is it way up? So there's lots of different things. But that's not my big indicator for a dog's mood necessarily, unless I see the big helicopter or windmill roundy round tail. That is true joy. I do so, enjoy the pump handle one too. The one that looks like you're priming the pump for water. That one, <laughs> that, that tail wag is something special, something special too. Um, and yeah, like I'm not always cleaning the kitchen cause it needs to be cleaned. I'm sometimes cleaning the kitchen cause I'm grouchy and not necessarily fit for public consumption. Right. Um, cause I have to work off whatever that frustrated energy is. Thank goodness right. Christopher's never figured out that just pissing me off will make me clean the kitchen. Because <laughs> um, that would be, that would suck, right? He would be like, hey, so the kitchen's kind of dirty. Your butt looks fat today. <laughs> so so the submissive grin is one that I think, um, poor dogs, it'll get them into trouble. And I always think back to my parents started out breeding and showing Doberman pictures. And we took a trip to Disney, um, which was a huge deal, right? Like we were a family of six. Um, my mom was a a stay at home mom. I think she had a part-time job at the time. Um, and so, you know, a, a big family breeding and showing dogs, like talk about an expensive hobby. And so our one big family vacation was we went to Disney. And so we boarded the dogs while we were gone And when we went to pick up Bugsy, our big uh, male Doberman, he was, my mom was freaking out. Like, what did you do to my dog? Because he's snarling, right? Mm -hmm. And sweetest dog in the whole wide world. And and the, the kennel tech, I think, was like, no, 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 he's smiling. And she's like, he's never done that before. He was just so over the moon that we had come back for him right? That he didn't have to move to Florida that like, and from that, and from then forward, Bugsy did smile. And we had Dalmatians later on who smiled one of my pot cake smile. Um, but I will say it totally freaks people out. The first time your dog does that big grin at them. Um, and I'm always telling clients like put that bad boy on cue, right? Like for cheese and get the dog to be all squinty and smiley so yeah. that when it freaks out the vet, you could go, no, 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 it's a trick, right? See, because <laughs> um, it is, it's like, that's it. Cause it is, does look an awful lot like that. Oh, you're in trouble. C-shaped pucker too. Right. So, um, but I think that's it's a why good it's discussion sim- for like the concept mm-hmm. of like, you have to look at the whole, whole dog. dog. That's what I was going to say. You have to look at the whole dog. What else is going on here? Do we have squinty eyes? Do we have soft, are we kind of like, you know, Bobby had we have wiggly is my tail waving gently. You know, all these things in combination are gonna tell you whether or not as opposed to the dog who's grinning and is stiff as a board and giving you a hard stare and is not moving at all. Right. That's a dog that I right. like. It looks like that, somebody paused the video. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of dog that those no, dogs scare the tar out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like I'll just stay here. I am have no desire to go up and, and talk to a dog who looks at that because he's clearly telling me he has no desire to talk to me. So if you don't want to talk to me, right. I can respect that. So um, no, grins are, are interesting and they can look really funny. You have to look at the whole dog in conjunction with the grin. 
Um, of course, a typical one is the play bow, you know, the, which is just, yeah. it's so loosey goosey. I mean, you got this butt in the air and you got the butt on the ground and we're just like, you usually get this, it, they can, there's, there's usually some kind of open mouth with that as well. I rarely yeah, see a play bow with a dog with a closed mouth. Yeah, it's usually hey. a dorky tail, yes. right? A tail that's trying to balance the goofy head that's going on. And and I've actually taught some dogs who weren't really well socialized, like to play bow. Like if someone uh-huh. play bows at you, you play bow back, right? Um, and and I mean, fortunately, it's one we can mimic, right? You, we can right. get down on all fours and do the big silly play bow and most dogs I in my experience do recognize that as like oh the human wants to play with me um it's a it can though and I had a chiropractic vet explain this to me that that a dog that play bows but is holding the bow is often stretching their back that there's okay there could be a, there could be a thing there so the dog who like out of context walk 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 stretches into a play bout and hangs there for a while that can be an indicate indication that there's some sort of restriction and they're not feeling great so context always 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 context context, right if you're on a walk and randomly the dog play bows like yeah i think you might have something else going on that might not be unending joy right in right in the moment it's colleen and i always say it depends it depends. oh it always depends it does the um the other thing is you know with with um i think with the sort of the opposite of the play bow when the the play bow is kind of like down dog right and then dog, then your dog can also do up dog and really stretch out that way mm-hmm. and i find that oftentimes my dog will do that um after we've done a play bow then we do we stretch up forward into up dog and sometimes we do that and then we shake off and then we want to play. So I think that the, the that up dog stretch can also be an indication that we're kind of getting things in order and I'm feeling relaxed enough to do this and then let's move into play. So any kind of stretching, I think, can just sort of mean that your dog is is could be sore, but it could be that I'm feeling really good and ready to go after this. So where do you where do you stand on zoomies? Do you view the zoomies as a happy dog or like where do you where do you sit on that? Um, well, we usually call it cracker dog um, in this household. And actually, I I think I guess I haven't really thought about it. I test I tend to think of it as a happy dog, as a dog who's just maybe it's a dog that's under exercised or really needs to go but generally i just find that when dogs do that they are having a grand time that they get silly it's it's almost like over exuberance they're very silly and they zoom and they zoom and they zoom and then when they stop i just feel great so i see some that do that but there's a lot of them that that's when like ooh, you better watch it because there's going to be there's going to be some reactivity especially in dogs that are really really anxious um or overtired right? Overstimulated, overtired. So again, I think a lot of these signals are in context. Um, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of people with like five month old puppies. The puppy zooms around the yard and any attempt to stop the zooming puppy results in a pretty nasty mouthing incident. Um, Well, that's because the dog seems to be over aroused, hyper aroused. Yes. And so I think I think that it can be a sign of joy. I'm feeling really good. 
Um, the weather is finally great and we're out playing ball and I just need to release this joy. But I think it can also be too, you're right, anxious, anxiety or just over arousal. I'm hyper aroused now and I have to let this off some way. And, and if you interrupt that cycle too soon, the, the hyper arousal is going to come out in another form, which is going to be excessive mouthiness or maybe even biting. So, yeah, I, I think once again, it's it's context. You're right. Right. It's, so I, I do love the squinty eyes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I well, you're like, are their eyes in there? <laughs> it usually goes with like them pursing up their little mouth like a harp seal. Yeah. Right. Like it's like the whole face is just like I'm going to smush a whole big dog face into like two square inches of smushy face, <laughs> That's right. which is what we typically call it is smushy face. Like I, um, a lot of times if I take a puppy into a board and train, they're just as frustrated as their owners are. And we're always looking for the day that we first see the smushy face, right? Like then we know, okay, we've got this on the run and the puppy's doing better. Um, and starting to just feel better. Right. And the squinty eye sometimes also comes with very soft ears. Yes. Yeah, you know, um, sometimes when dogs are afraid, their ears are way back or they're tight in, but they're tight. You know, the, the ears are down and back and tight. But with the smushy face, the ears may be down, but they're very relaxed. And so um, I that that's what tells me that this is not a dog that's like, I'm scared, but this is a dog that's like, oh, I love you because everything about me is smushy. My ears are smooshy, my face is smooshy, my body's smooshy. You just feel like you're 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 playing with a marshmallow almost, or you know, the the Pillsbury Doughboy because it's just so smooshy. <laughs> right, right, and and I find that that smooshy face often goes with something that I've never heard it called this before, but you called it cashewing, where the dog right. kind of moves or lays down even in a. I always called it like macaroni. Right. Uh-huh. Where they make themselves into a big C. Um, right. And I find that that smushy face often goes with like the oh. I'm going to be in a C and I'm going to like I I'm had so, a, I'm just going to turn myself inside out. It's like I'm so, yes. so happy. I'm just going to, you know, cash you myself inside out because I just love you so much. I have a <laughs> I have a client dog that we're going to work with tonight who's named Thursday and she's about a year old, like hound something. Um, and she has always been an outside farm dog and now they're making her into more of a family dog. And, and while sometimes she thinks we're just dumb, like, I don't understand why we're doing this when she does engage and go, Oh, we're going to do something funny. And she thinks it's funny. Like, especially if we're doing something that she thinks is silly and kind of charming her, she will beat herself in the face with her own tail. And I'm like, okay, sweet girl. Like, you might not want to be quite that happy about it, right? But she but she does. She's like, bap, bap, bap. And I'm like, making the, oh, why is my, something smacking me in the head? And I'm like, you're, you're smacking yourself in the head. Crazy oh, that dog. That is funny. I don't think I've oh, ever Oh, she's really seen sweet. That. No, oh, she, and hysterical. she's so funny. And she is a little Monty Python, she has that, she's probably like hound husky, <laughs> which thank goodness it broke good, right? Yeah, that's right. Because, um, yeah, there's a little bit of what if I don't um, and a little of who's who's training who. So mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy those dogs. I think they're pretty fun because they will teach us at least as much as we get to teach them. 
Right. Right. Well, I like the idea of a of a hound husky. There'd be like a a, a houndsky. She's a houndsky. <laughs> she she's just funny. Well, and then like she's named Thursday. Yeah. Right. Like like. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then and then her sweet her owner's like the sweetest woman in the world. Um, but she's not silly. Like she's very hospital corners. Uh, and so you can see Thursday go in. All right, I'm going to go to work on her. <laughs> like there will be, we are adding some silly. So I actually wrote in the woman's homework, like you have to be silly with the dog. You don't have to be silly in front of any of the humans, right? Because she's kind of introverted. But I'm like, you totally have to be silly, like with your with your dog. Like oh, that's, I love that. That is part of Thursday's love languages is being silly. Oh. And we had we just had a, a doodle in for board and train that one of my staff was really funny because he's a wicked smart dog, crazy smart, like too smart by half, probably going to murder himself because he's so clever. But he um, the way she explained how happy he is, is that his brain is filled with balloons and some of them are balloon animals. <laughs> so you're like, hey, could you come with Carlton? He's like, here's a very nice panda balloon animal. And you're like, that's lovely, but not really what I wanted. Um, but he's just, he's, he's, but, but like, once you get that about him, like once you have that mental image, that that's how his brain is, you're like, okay, yeah, no, that kind of makes sense. He's super happy dog. Okay. Well, I think we've sort of described some of the things that you can see in a dog that really makes them happy. But a couple of things that I wanted to point out that may people, that people may interpret as a happy dog which probably isn't that this may be a dog who's just aroused. And the zoomies was one of them that it looks like a happy dog. In fact, that's what I normally think, but you're right. It could be a dog that's just hyper aroused. There's other things that people mistake as um, for friendliness or happiness that are actually sort of arousal or other issues. One of them, which I think we've addressed in one of the past ones is the pounce off is what I call it. It's where a dog will come up to you and he appears to be friendly because he's all excited and he's sniffing and he's looking around. And when he comes to talk to you, he doesn't actually interact with you. He doesn't lean up against you. He doesn't interact with you. He just sort of uses you like um, a backboard and he just pounces off of you and, and uh, goes on about it the other way. It may come back and pounce off you again. This is an interaction that lasts a half a second to a second. And it's not necessarily it's not friendly and i personally really don't like dogs who pounce off of me because it's like i'm just using you as a backboard and i was i would actually say that that's aggression i I, mean if i came up and head butted you (laughs) it's not really a polite (laughs) greeting that's not very nice Or, or maybe a better example would be like if i came up and poked you in the sternum yeah yeah i think I think some of these behaviors are defensive in nature, right? Like I think, um, I think sometimes how we come into dogs to greet them over time teaches them to like be rude to slow the human down. Right. And, and I mean, like you and I have talked about that before. I actually just wrote a blog about it too. I just, I see it so often where, Mm -hmm. Humans come in really hot because they're super excited to see the dog and they want to pet the dog and 
there's not a lot of asking the dog how it is for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think dogs do sometimes resort to these behaviors that are maybe rude, jumping up, um, lots of licking, right? Right. Um, Pogo sticking, squealing. Like, I think there's just a lot of stuff that they do when they're overwhelmed and they're, you know, they're trying to communicate with us too. Right. And right. so how, and how, I, how is a dog supposed to communicate like, wow, that is too much. But except to put my paws up and almost literally push you back saying right. Right, back off. And, and I think it's, it's, it's disconcerting because even if you haven't tried to approach the dog, but the dog approaches you and does it, I think the dog is has probably had too many experiences with overwhelming people. So I am going to be proactive. I'm going right. to make sure that you don't do this because I've had too many people who have overwhelmed me or come over the top of me. Um, I like the fact you mentioned licking. People always say, oh, it's lots of kisses. Well, you know, my dog will give me kisses at times too. But there's also times where I think Zuzu is licking because she's anxious or nervous. And it's a way to say, hey, 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 I'm kind of a, it's kind of an appeasement of saying, hey, please, please, please back off or please help me here. This is too much going on. Lickety, lickety, lick. And it's, it's, I think it's another, it's more of a submissive way. I hate to use that term, but and sometimes a more of a submissive pain. way. Yeah. I it's mean, just to say, get back nausea. Like it can be not being nauseated. Like there's, there's all sorts of stuff. Right. And I think sometimes it's a, it's a softer dog's way of saying, get away from me. Cause they know that this licking will also get a person to back up. We have, we have learned that if I do excessive licking, people back up. So I'm I'm a not as uh, confident a dog as the one who pounces. So this is my way of getting you to turn away. So one I of mine that I one of the the ones I see in consults all the time is the dog who taps out. Right. Um, okay. You go to reach for them to pet, and they flip upside down. And it amazes mm-hmm. me how many families go, no, 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 he wants you to scratch. She wants your, you to rub her belly or scratch his chest. or, And I'm like, yeah, that's actually not what that was, right? Like that that actually was a dog who was overwhelmed. And and in the end, the behavior looks the same, right? It's, right. How, it's the context of how they get there and all of the other stuff. And so I, I just think a lot of times we're trying to explain signaling and it's really, it's kind of confusing and dicey for people. Um, it is. Lily Chin has a really great diagram, and I'll post it on the website. Be, be the difference between calm and shutdown. And right. it's, it's just the comparison. And, it, and it's excellent because people think, oh, they want a belly rub. No, she's shutting down. I'm shutting down, and I'm trying to tell you um, I'm no threat. Please back up. As opposed to, hi, here's my belly. I've already said hi. You can rub me. So it's a really nice diagram. So I will put that on the on the website. We'll also put a link to your blog um, that you just mentioned as well. You know, I think for a lot of families, looking at the overall context of the dog, does the dog look soft mm-hmm. or does the dog look angular, right? Does the dog look right. stiff? Are you getting movement? And that anything in the extreme is probably not awesome so then lots of asking the dog right um which I think is something that the world is getting better at I think we're getting better at going 
okay, well, this is my perception. What is your perception? Um, and kind of even interrelaying that to our dogs. So I do a lot of um, just asking them if they want to be petted. Like, do you right. want interaction? Or are you okay over there? Like, so I don't want to hold hands with everybody. That's right. And, and dogs are really good at telling you. Because if they want interaction, they're going to come over and ask for it most of the time. And if they don't want interaction, they are going to stay over there. And that's a pretty clear indication of you stay where you are. I'll stay where I am and everyone will be happy. And when I'm more comfortable, maybe I'll meander over and say hi. Right. I think it's especially when we're talking about kids and dogs, it's really hard for kids. Right. Like oh, absolutely. Kids want to play with the dog when they want to play with the dog. And if the dog doesn't want to play with them, they often are taking it a little bit personally. Um and so I think that's something where parents and grandparents can really kind of just help a child navigate. And so I usually I usually use the example of like, what was your favorite toy on your birthday? Right. Like whatever that. Most awesomest thing was. And if your friend across the street came and rang the doorbell and said, hey, let's go ride bikes. Would you want to tell them no? Because, yeah, I'm just I'm enjoying playing with my new toy kind of thing. And does that mean that you hate your friend across the street? Well, no, like you'll play with him later and you might not even be ready to share that really special toy yet. Right. Right. Like you might need to get to level 25 before you are ready to let your friend play. And that's okay. Um, I think letting kids know that it is the dog saying not right now, not right. No, never. It's, yeah. Right. It's, it's not you. It's not right now. And, and turning it on its ear, too. Like, are there times your dog comes over and pokes you and says, hey, I'd like some interaction, and you're busy doing whatever kids are doing, right? Like, it doesn't mean you don't like your dog. So, right. or that you don't love them. You know, I, I think I'm kind of rare in that when when I'm doing stuff and a dog comes over, they're going to get a little piece of me. I tried to do that with my kids, too. Like, if I was making dinner, but you came over and wanted some interaction, I tried to at least pause and give you some part of me because mm -hmm. you were soliciting politely interaction. Right. Um, I don't know that families have the bandwidth for that all the time. I, I would agree. Busy I would agree. Species. We are busy species. But that's one of the ways that I also encourage people to work on their calm with their dog is every time the dog comes to you, whether you ask them to or not, there should be some kind of reward. It doesn't have to be huge, but there has to be something, even just a recognition. Oh, hi, you're here. I love you. Yes, I'll scratch your ears and then I need to get back to what I'm doing. Giving your dog two to three seconds of your time may be all they really need. They just might need a check in. Just like sometimes my kids would come up to me, they just sort of lean into me. It's like, okay, I put my arm around them and hug them, and they just gave me a hug, and that's all they needed. They just needed some reassurance, and off they went. So I think that, that investing a few seconds of time in your kids and your dogs in those situations will bring back the joy in their life. Yes, so, and probably get you more smiles and wags. That's right. You'll get that wind-around rag. So, all right. Well, thank you, Tina, very much for uh, joining me today. As usual, this has been great. Um, and we'll see everybody next time on Your Family Dog. Thanks for listening to Your Family Dog. Got questions? Interesting ideas? Visit www.yourfamilydogpodcast.com to share your thoughts.